0: Hey, welcome back to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Jen. I've been
1: a chef for 10 years. And I'm a registered dietitian. We've all heard the saying, farm to table. But what if the conversation was table to farm? Join Jen
0: and I as we sit down with ag experts to dig in and find out more about North Dakota agriculture. Okay, welcome back to Common Ground North Dakota podcast. I'm Jen and I'm Heather and we're here for another episode. Yes. Can you believe it? I know. I liked our last one. Yes. That was fun.
1: That was really interesting about the banquet in the field. Yes. And how they interact with so many people in North Dakota and the volunteerism.
0: All the different North Dakota products that they're getting on the plate.
1: Right. That was amazing. Their primary role is education. Which we need, right? We've we learned do. that so much. Yep, and that's kind of why we're here. Mm-hmm. Is to educate on all the wonderful things that North Dakota brings to the country, to the world. Yes. And speaking of like worldwide reach. We, do, we
0: have a legend. We have we, Scott Sinner Scott here Sitter. from
1: SBNB. And you're laughing, but yeah.
0: Scott, I don't think you know how people talk about you. Right.
1: Oh, you. boy. Well, and I also hear your dad is pretty famous, yeah. too.
2: Yeah, he is. He's uh, Yeah, we have our own... uh uh, tofu and natto line over in Japan.
0: Really, Bob's okay. Wait, tofu. tofu and what?
2: Natto and bread too, actually. Natto.
0: Yeah. Okay. So tell us your story. How yes. did you become a soybean czar?
2: Yeah. So uh, I have no idea how I became one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I was until I sat in this chair. <laughs> quite uh, honestly, <laughs> um, no. So um, so I'm fifth generation on our family farm, and and uh, you know back in 1988. Um, you know, it was a tough farm year that year and, and the current generation at the time, um, fourth generation were sitting around the table trying to figure out ways to add value to the, to the operation. And, Mm -hmm. and at the time my, my dad chaired the international promotions committee for the national soybean, uh, association. Okay. So he was going all over the world promoting U.S. or promoting U.S. soybeans. Okay. He said, you know, I think there's a need for. For some food beans all over the place, and and so he got on a on a plane and started knocking on doors over in Tokyo, and really? it just kind of built from there. Yeah,
0: wow. So he just went there, did it, found the people that needed him, and because be, be, before that, what was he growing? Not food grade.
2: Yeah. So so this is this was so before this is pre biotech, and and okay. so you know soybeans are just soybeans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you know there's different there's different characteristics that food companies look for in, okay. in different genetics, um, whether it's protein content or, you know, sugar content, you know, whatever it might mm-hmm. be. And so it's just finding the right varieties that, that match up with what the customers are looking for. Okay. Um, and so he, he, you know, he got started knocking on doors and these food companies are like, ah, oh, you know, all, all of the food beans come from, you know, Iowa, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's like, we don't buy anything from North Dakota. And, mm. You know, and so we, he, my dad's kind of stubborn and said, well, I think we can do this. And, and I uh, just started uh, pestering them a little bit okay. and eventually it just kind of built. And, and today we're, uh, we've got two plants. We've got one in Castleton where we're, where uh, North Dakota, Northern Minnesota and South Dakota farmers are, are delivering. Okay. And then we have another one, uh, North of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, okay. uh, where Southern Minnesota and Wisconsin delivers. Wow. wow. Yeah.
0: And, and have you
1: maintained those connections in Tokyo?
2: We absolutely have. We still have our very first customer.
1: That's great. That's amazing. And I, what I like about your story, Scott, is like you really listen to the consumer and what are they looking for? And you you find ways through your crop production on how to provide that to the consumer. You talked about protein content in my world that's a big deal protein content in like soy milks or soy products is imp- an important plant-based protein um that is beneficial for a lot of my clients and they're interested in it and it's becoming do you feel like it's becoming more and more like in demand
2: um so it definitely is in the United States mm-hmm. uh, there's no question with that um mm-hmm. uh, you know but you know our primary markets have mm-hmm. been asia which okay. which soy is a is a yes. you know huge is a huge consumer of soy products right. and, and that is their protein source mm-hmm. yep. um, And so you know when you're when you're looking at different things you're exactly right um, you know when we're evaluating different genetics because mm-hmm. uh, we're always looking for the best genetics for our farmers right um, but those same genetics have to work for the for the end user and so right. we'll, we'll initially you know we'll look at different genetics and, and evaluate them based on uh, performance in the field. Well probably, you know, most seed companies will probably mm-hmm. take the top five, six performers. We'll take mm-hmm. probably the top twenty. Mm-hmm. And we'll okay. take all of them and yeah. we'll ship them over to our customers and say, hey, which ones work? Okay. Oh, um, like a and, test, yep. like a you sample pack. I like that. You let and, them decide. Yeah, let them decide. I mean, our our view is that if it works for them, we mm-hmm. can make it work for for uh the farmers. And mm-hmm. and ultimately, you know, we're essentially when you're if if you look at traditional agriculture, these mm-hmm. seed companies are just developing varieties and just expect farmers to raise them, right? It's the right. like newest ones, just raise them, yep. right? Um, well, ours is a little different, Okay, you know, we, we go to the end user, get them evaluated and then we say, okay, these are the ones that are approved, Uh um, for, for our customers. And so these are the ones that we're going to contract. Okay. Um, that's a
0: smart way to do it though, because ultimately you want your customer to mm -hmm. be happy and satisfied.
2: Without a doubt. And, and at the same time, you know, we're not, we don't change our variety lineup all that often. Okay. Um, I mean, we're always looking at better genetics, uh-huh. but but at the same time, understand that every soybean t- makes their product taste different. Okay, I, I always tell people okay. I'm dating myself here, but I always I always compare it to like Coke Classic and New Coke. Mm-hmm. Ah. and you know when they change the formulation mm-hmm. just a little bit, people are kind of irritated and they yeah. want a Coke Classic. Yeah, and it's kind of the same way whether it's soy milk or tofu or whatever. Okay. If it's a different variety, it's mm-hmm. just going to perform just a little bit different. Yeah. So it's going to make their product taste differently. So. So a food major food company is just a little bit slow to to make that change unless it's a unless mm-hmm. it's a improvement.
1: Okay. So how many varieties do you have yeah. or do you ship out? Talk about that. And and I really want to get to that sorter that you have in your
2: <laughs> No problem. Yeah. That so, is
1: fascinating. Like so, the story behind it, yeah, how yeah. you got it.
2: Yeah. So we we um I mean we contract in a wide, wide range of area, mm-hmm. right? And so we're basically from Bismarck, North Dakota, to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and okay. Canada to Iowa, and with that, with that geographic region comes a vast uh, array of soil types and mm-hmm. and different diseases and all kinds of different stuff. And so you have to have a wide a wide range as wide as possible mm-hmm. uh, for the farmers because different varieties perform differently on mm-hmm. different soils, right? And so right now we're we have uh, a product guide of twelve different varieties okay. that that are pre-approved, and then you know we're all, our companies are also or our customers are also asking us to to you know provide them with soybeans a year and a half in advance, and you know in farming. Uh it's up to Mother Nature. It's not right, necessarily up right. to us. can't so, guarantee it. Yeah. And so we have a list of probably another three, four, five different other varieties that are approved by okay. our customers in okay. case we need to buy some in, in the case of a shortage.
1: Okay. Wow. That's that's cool. So like you have all these farmers that are growing these products and they either contract to bring them to the Castleton plant or the one in was it Wisconsin? Okay, so like, then they what happens there? then? So they're just like,
0: where do the soybeans go? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So, so when we're when they're raising food grade beans, mm-hmm. um, so we call them in for delivery when when we're ready to ship them.
1: Okay.
2: Um, everything gets shipped in shipping containers, and um, so basically what we're doing is cleaning the soybeans and sizing them. Uh-huh. So essentially, what we are selling is food line ready ingredients. Okay. And, and so we're we're sizing it to a certain specification. Um, and every customer is different. Uh, we're taking out the pods and the weed seeds and the sticks and, Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. We're color sorting. Yep. Um, we're, we're taking out split soybeans. We're, you know, all kinds of different things. So we can.
0: And you have different machines that you can just shake it out or how does that work?
2: Yeah, we do. Okay. And depending on what the customer wants, we can use those machines or not use those machines. Okay. Um, Everybody's just a little bit different. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, and so yeah, we'll they'll give us their size specifications, and and we'll get the product of what they need.
1: Yeah. So talk about that color sorter.
2: Yeah. So col- and how'd
1: you get it? And so, like why?
2: And so color sorters are are an amazing piece of equipment. Um, I mean, these soybeans come flying through this these things. I mean, I don't even know how many beans go through in a second, but it's a lot. Okay. You can barely see the stream of soybeans, and on the front there's a whole panel of lights, and every time a light a light uh, lights up. That's mm-hmm. a puff of air that's shooting a soybean out.
0: Oh, because it's the wrong color. Yeah,
2: because it's the wrong color, and, and oh, there's a and, and there's a different sensitivity. I mean, you can make it super sensitive. You can make it, you know, not so sensitive. Um, but we're looking for kicking out green, mm-hmm. uh, green and and brown are the two that we're looking to kick okay. out. Okay. Uh, green, a lot of times, is associated with an immature soybean, and, okay. and what that causes the, the soy milk or tofu or mm-hmm. whatever it might be to, mm-hmm. to be a little bitter tasting.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, so, we want to get those out. Mm-hmm. And then brown. Uh, brown is actually a genetic mutation. Uh, it's Ooh. it's totally normal. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a natural mutation in the soybean plant, but okay. um, they just don't like them in there, yeah. so we just color sort them out.
0: So, white, is is that the color? Yellow. Of the optimum? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. yellow. Yeah. Okay. okay.
2: Interesting. Yep. And, and different color soybeans, you know, you can get a light yellow, you mm-hmm. can get a you can get a darker yellow. And if you have a light colored seed coat, I mean, that's going to make the soy milk a lighter color soy milk. Hmm. Or Makes it, sense. Or, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, different markets like different colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Japan likes a nice light color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Taiwan wants a yellow. Really? Um, that's just the way that, that they've been. Yeah. So
0: nice to have the color sorter, yep. so you can ship the right. darker and where,
1: ones. Yep. Where did the color sorter come from? Yeah, where does one pick? Like Craigslist? Yeah, Where'd yeah. you get Craigslist.
2: it? Yeah, Craigslist. <laughs> that, that's what I do. Uh, Facebook Marketplace. Amazon. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just check Amazon. You know. That'll cost you a few hundred thousand, no problem. <laughs> no. Um, so there's a couple. There's a couple companies in the uh, in the world that make them, and uh, this particular one um, we ended up getting uh, came from Italy. Oh. Um it's a fantastic piece of equipment and uh, we couldn't be any any uh, prouder of, of the quality it, it helps us uh, get. Yeah,
1: I love how specific you can be with the right? shape and the size yeah. and the color. And the color. Like I had no idea that customers would pay attention to the color. Like my focus always goes to nutrition like mm-hmm. value and mm-hmm. like what's in it. But like the aesthetic, like or yeah. what they're looking at in the final product, I'm sure that's makes a huge difference. So.
2: Yeah, for sure. And you know, like one of the things that, that uh we fight with a little bit is mm-hmm. is dirt stain. Um okay. I mean, yeah. just so, a natural yeah. thing that happens. Y- you know, and, and so for example, if you if a farmer goes out to to harvest their beans yeah. and there's any green left in that
1: mm-hmm. left in that field. Yeah.
2: That green is moisture. And so okay. as you're combining, as you're mm-hmm. harvesting, you know, you're creating dust. Yeah. And if there's moisture that causes that dust and dirt to stick to the seed coat.
0: Oh. Okay.
2: And you know, it doesn't really do a whole lot in terms of nutrition, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but but it affects two things. Number one, it's first impression, yep, right? right. I, th- I mean, when a customer opens up the bag and they mm-hmm. see a bunch of dirty soybeans, it's no different than you open up a box of Wheaties and find a bunch of dirt in there. I don't, right? think, I don't think you want it. <laughs> yeah, right? yes. no, nope, not a
0: fan. Um,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so can
0: you get that off, or you? you, you
2: can't? Um, sometimes. Okay. Um, the other thing is, you know, a lot of these soy foods they soak the soybeans ahead of time, right? And so, a lot of times, that dirt and dust will come off in the uh-huh. soaking process, uh-huh. but but that just means they have to change their water more often, and that's oh, more yeah you know, more work yeah. And so, there's just mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that go with it.
1: Okay, I had no idea. Yeah,
0: and are you exporting all of your soybeans?
2: So, ninety two percent of our sales are exported. Okay. okay. Yeah. What's and, the
0: other eight uh, percent?
2: U.S. market. Okay. Um, and and you know the U.S. market is growing very very uh-huh. quickly. Um, and you know, it's the soy, the soy is, you know, obviously kind of in a, not, not a, they're in a battle with mm-hmm. oat and they're in a battle mm-hmm. with, sure. you know, with, uh, almond mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But, but it's that whole entire plant-based yeah. marketplace is, is exploding. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Um, but if you think about it, like we do, we are set up in this region, mm-hmm. uh, for export. Uh, we right. we can get a container of soybeans to Tokyo, Japan cheaper than we can get a truckload of soybeans to California. Really? Wow! So, so think about that. Um, I mean, the coasts yep. is is where most of the soy manufacturing is. Yeah. In our, in our uh, and they can generally buy soybeans closer. Okay. okay. But um, we've got. We've got a pretty good reputation out in mm-hmm. the countryside and and in the marketplace and mm-hmm. and so our our US market share is is growing rapidly.
1: That's great. That's yeah. good to hear. I think too what's what I'd love to like just kind of paint the picture for our listeners is what do these containers look like? I know when I toured the plant there's a couple different versions of how you ship soybeans and like what's the path so talk about it goes through maybe the sorter and then you're packaging it yeah what are the different packages that these soybeans can be shipped in
2: yeah so so the packaging is again is all based on the customer um, based on what their facilities are like on their end mm-hmm. um, so we really ship in three different, uh, forms. Okay. We either ship in um, 30 kg bags. Everything's metric. Okay. Um So 30 kilogram bags, which is about 66 pounds. Good night. Good job, Scott. That's good. Um. So we get. So we do that, uh, or we'll do one metric ton tote bags, uh, which is a large jumbo sack, which is 2,200 pounds. Wow. Uh, in one bag. Okay. Or we'll simply um, ship bulk in a container mm-hmm. where we'll put a a bulkhead in the back and we'll shoot the soybeans right into the back of the container and away it goes um and so yeah so the normal path is Mm -hmm. um so these shipping containers are the same steel boxes that you see on trains as you're waiting for a train they're everywhere Mm -hmm. they all have Mm -hmm. different names on them but those are all steamship lines Okay. okay and uh and so those those shipping containers have to be uh put on the rail at an at what's called an intermodal yard Um, intermodal yard, our closest one is Minneapolis. Okay. So a lot of times, uh, we'll send trucks down to Minneapolis. They'll Mm -hmm. pick up an empty container. They'll Mm -hmm. bring it back to Castleton. Mm -hmm. We'll load it. They'll truck it back to Minneapolis. It'll get put on a train and go get railed right back through Castleton Mm -hmm. out to the West Coast. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So then once it gets to the, is it the West Coast? Yeah. Once it gets there, then it gets put on a ship. Yep. And taken and, over to either uh, Japan or whatever another port or whatever port okay. we're going
2: to. Yeah. So well, most of the ports we're exporting from um are either Seattle. Okay. Tacoma or Vancouver. Okay. DC, depending.
1: Well, and I remember too talking about like what you look for in a shipping container and like right. are the detail and the quality. Uh, that's what I'm like wondering. you gotta inspect it, right? Yeah.
2: So I mean, so that's process. a that's a great question because um yeah, I mean, there used to be s- separate food grade containers mm-hmm. and non-food grade containers and and now there's just so much demand for for mm-hmm. that size of equipment mm-hmm. that the steamship lines just don't they don't separate them out. Okay. Um, and so it's on us as shippers to make sure that that that, that container is viable for us to ship a food so product. So you have in. to
0: clean it out and get it ready for the Yeah,
2: serving. so so we so we always uh do two things um We'll close the door and make sure there's no light coming in the container, and then we'll evaluate it for you know it might be oil stains or smells or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you know that can be a real challenge in the winter time mm-hmm. when it's when it's cold out. Right. Nice. Uh, you know we can't smell as much stuff when it's mm-hmm. cold, and so, mm-hmm. um, but but our staff does a mm-hmm. tremendous job, and and quite frankly, the truckers that we have working for mm-hmm. us, um, they know what our expectations mm-hmm. are, and so they evaluate it. Before, be- they, bring yeah, before they bring it, it to you. Yeah, before they bring it to Because That's what I was thinking. Yeah.
0: If you get the shipping yeah. container, you don't want to just send yeah. it back. That's right.
2: a bad conversation that <laughs> <panel> <laughs> with a <the> trucker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so
0: they're I'm scoping sure. it out before they even bring it to yeah. you because they know yeah. what you need. Yeah. Okay. And,
2: and there's some stuff that we can fix and we've done yeah. that, you know, yeah. or we'll put a, we can put a liner in there or whatever it might be to okay. try to make it viable.
1: Wow. But there are a lot of variables.
2: There are a lot of variables.
1: I want to. So I go back to like Bob's tofu. Yeah. I, I would love the story that you tell Scott about like Bob's tofu and how that became a yeah. thing. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about that? Cause I think it's just so
2: awesome. Yeah, gladly. So <laughs> so uh so this customer, this is one of our very first customers. Yep. And uh and so they they were sitting in a meeting with my dad one day, and this was probably back in mm, I'd say probably two thousand and one, two thousand two. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're sending a meeting and they said, hey, we want to have a, a branded mm-hmm. tofu. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, OK, yeah, we can do sb tofu. And they're like, no, no, no. Um, have you ever heard of Colonel Sanders? <laughs> 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 and my dad's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, well, he's like, I got partners back. You know? and, yeah. and so he came yeah, back yeah. and they're like, hey, they want to have this Bob's tofu and stuff. And they're like. Who cares if it helps sell tofu? Get after it. Let's go.
0: Wait, your dad's name's Bob. Yeah. So he has his own tofu. Yeah. Does he tofu look like Colonel bread. Sanders? No. Or? No. But, okay. but
2: but for a while, when he was younger, when he was younger, his face was on the package.
0: <laughs> oh not, my goodness.
2: Yeah, now they've transitioned to a different to a different package. But yeah. Oh, that's
0: great. You,
2: you know, I'll tell you, you guys. Um, I make jest of it, but you would love not, it. You would not believe. So so when we. Every couple of years, we mm-hmm. take a bunch of our farmers over and show them the industry, mm-hmm.
0: right?
2: And we'll walk into a supermarket, and this is no joke. I've experienced it multiple times. I mean, they walk, you walk in, mm-hmm. and somebody gets on the loudspeaker and says that Bob is there. Yep. And no joke, everyone in the <laughs> Whoa, whole entire I... supermarket stops, gets in a line, and comes over and shakes his hand mm-hmm. and says, He's a "Thank celebrity. you." Celebrity, yeah, yes, says, thank you. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's nuts.
0: Well, you you must have a great product, right? Yeah. And I think like as a consumer, as a chef, uh-huh. you want to know where your food's coming from. Yeah. Right. So I totally understand that. Seeing a picture of someone and mm-hmm. thinking he grew this, it just makes it that much more special.
2: Right. Exactly. And that's and that's what that's what's so neat to see, like the farmers see it, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is unbelievable!" Yes. Like I'm, like they're shaking all their hands, and yeah. they're like, "I'm just a farmer from North Dakota." Like, what's going on here? That's
1: got to feel good, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You're it's making cool. an impact.
2: Yeah, it's very cool. And they
1: think it, and it's, it's important to them. Yeah, because that's their main food source, like protein source. Right. Like you were saying, they eat just a lot of soy-based products, and like to actually have that relationship, I think that's key too, Scott. It's it, like your relationship. You mentioned. They're your first customer. And having that, I feel like it's the North Dakota nice. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like they're important to us. We have this relationship now. We're listening to them. And we're producing a lot of the soybeans that get used here. So I think that's so cool, like, to have that story. Yeah,
2: you're right. And, you know, Japan... I mean, Japan imports ninety-five percent mm-hmm. of their food. I mean, it's an island, right? right and right. so islands are very mountainous. There's not mm-hmm. a whole lot of arable land there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're very aware of where mm-hmm. their food's coming from because they import a lot of it. They've right. gone to the supermarket and not had food on the shelf. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the American farmers never let the U.S. public down on that on that aspect. Right. But, but I mean, they are very up to speed on food safety and traceability, and they mm-hmm. all want to know where things are coming from, and so. You know, some of the things that are that are occurring in the US now is has just been commonplace, you know, over in Japan for ages.
0: Ah. So. so when they come to North Dakota to see the process, mm-hmm. what did what do they think?
2: Oh yeah. So so we've got we've got a whole pile of of customers lined up because they haven't been able to travel in like three I'm years. Sure. So Katie Bar the door, they are all coming. Like <laughs> every awesome. single one of them. So like literally from the week after the fourth year until October, we've got customers here just about every every week.
1: That's so um, cool.
2: But yeah, I mean, they all want to go out. They all want to go out and shake the farmers' hands yep. and and see their crop and mm-hmm. and it's it truly is really cool to be to be standing out in a field and in, mm-hmm. in Wimbledon, North Dakota, mm-hmm. um, you know, with a with a customer and a farmer and just seeing their their conversations and and it's it's really special. That is amazing. Yeah. Just.
1: The, where the reach yes is so far the global yeah. reach yes. and to have that just right in north dakota i right. think that's so cool and fifth generation you mentioned scott well, right. When are you, when's your face going to be on a package of tofu?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> right. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Uh, so my dad is is getting close to to retiring here, and I'm actually going to be taking over the Japan sales territory. Okay, it's <laughs> so cool. So we will see.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> sooner <laughs> or yeah. later. Yeah,
2: who knows? Oh, who that knows? has a
0: good ring to it too. Yeah.
2: We'll see. She does yeah.
0: Sure does. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So you and your dad are involved. Anyone else in your family working yeah, with the company?
2: Yeah. So there's currently six owners. Um, it's myself, um, okay. my dad, uh, two of my brothers, a uh, cousin, and then an uncle. Okay. okay. So, yeah.
0: And growing up, did you know you wanted to be part of this family business? Uh,
2: not a chance. Really? No, <laughs> uh, no I, I had no idea. Um, quite frankly, I went to UND. I'm a loud and proud uh, UND alumnus. Yeah. And, uh, and I went to UND to be a teacher okay. and, uh, right. studied yeah. education Yeah, education and, and I actually moved out to Seattle and was living out there for four years and came home for Christmas. And my dad's like, Hey, uh, I need some help. What do you think? Oh, and so, yeah, I moved back from Seattle and that was 20 years ago, actually. Wow. Where, so yeah. did you
0: think, Oh, Aww. I'll just come back. I'll help for a season. Or did you really think? I'm going to make a career change here.
2: Well, so, so at that time, um, you know, our business was really starting to grow. Okay. Um, so at that point uh, we didn't have our own processing facility. And so we okay. were using six other facilities and, okay, and product was in one that needed to be in the other uh-huh. and the quality control was different. We couldn't control the schedules and all this stuff. And so um, we built our first plant in 2003. And then okay. that's, so that's kind of when things kind of took off when we could, control our own schedules and do all that and wow. the way we went. So now I had no idea where we were going to go or what was mm-hmm. going to happen, but yes. I sure didn't expect where we are today.
1: You've built quite the business. Yeah. yeah. It's really Thank amazing. You. It's cool yeah. just to hear about like all the connections mm-hmm. and I just love it when we can talk about families and how it's evolved, right? The business has evolved over the generations yeah. and what it looked like maybe 20 years ago, like you were saying, is, is vastly different. Very different. To where we are today, but flexibility. Yeah. Like, and understanding your customer. Those yep. are things that I think are super important mm-hmm. and having, you know, the ability to think outside the box a little bit and like, okay, what, what are our customers saying? How can we do that? And then yep. going back to the farmers and and meeting with them like, hey, I, we can do this here yep. and
2: it's yeah, just I just so feel great. like,
1: as an, like with the education background you yeah. have, you're using it, yeah,
2: right? Yeah. I, I absolutely am. Yeah, there's no question. And, and, you know, one of the things we're also very, very proud of is this is the 71st year of our family partnership. And, oh, wow. I mean, we started our family, my great grandpa and my grandpa and, and his brother and his brother in law started it in 1950, 1952. Ago. Wow, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of horror stories on family partnerships out, uh-huh. in, the, out in the egg sector, and and uh, I'll tell you what, it's been uh, it's been a fantastic journey over the last twenty years, and I look forward to the next twenty because oh, it's it's really cool. That's
0: something to be proud of. Yeah, it is for yeah. sure. That's great. Oh, and so also, many questions. I love tofu. Can we talk about that yes, for a second? Yeah. I I feel like North Dakotans are oh, they just they don't know right? They don't know. And if you just tried it, right, the thing about tofu, it can uh-huh. taste like anything you want it to. Very yes. versatile yes. It's very versatile. Yes. Yes. So,
2: so the thing that, that, tofu is very misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, tofu is an additive. It's not meant to be eaten by itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, it's It takes the flavor, like you said, of everything mm-hmm. that you cook with it. And it's a fantastic protein source. Yes. Um, I will tell you, my wife... She she buys uh, firm tofu and then mm-hmm. she presses the water out and mm-hmm. then she air fries it. Yep. She Ooh, cuts it in and it. makes tofu French fries and they're in the air fryer and they are insane I good. I bet so crispy oh, and good. See, yep. I
0: like to bake mine. I like yep. the firm too. Yep. Yep. Tell your wife this though you take that firm tofu, you freeze it, and then when it defrosts, you can squeeze out even more water uh-huh. so it gets extra crispy. Ah. Ooh. Oh, nice! Ooh. I'll, I'll I will you that
2: because what most people don't—I mean, tofu is seventy percent water. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there's a lot of water in that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's really cool seeing it made too. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. yeah.
1: I'd yes. love to see. I it had made. the opportunity at Northern Crop Institute. Oh, yeah. Yep. What does that look like?
2: So, um, you know, when you go in Japan, when you go to Japan and you tour a tofu factory, um, you know, you get. You get dressed head to toe in all the garb you need, you know, everything's food safety. You mm-hmm. go through like a bunch of water baths and you go through an air, an air body air bath and all this stuff to make sure there's no contaminants. Then you go out there and I mean, the, the like I said, there's so much water in it. There's water everywhere. I mean, the floor is all water. It's got, I don't oh, know wow. how many inches. Really? The, yeah. Oh my god. Just because, you know, they're constantly just mm-hmm. filling the packages and the water is just, just overflowing. Now. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, but. It's really cool to see the massive the massive pieces of tofu when when they actually make it, yeah. and then they just go slice in and slice it. it all up. And yeah, it's and it's and fresh tofu is insane good.
0: Okay, because mm-hmm. I want to make my own tofu. Yeah. That's the journey I'm on right now. Yeah. So I've met you. I have mm-hmm. a soybean source. Now I just need to learn how to make it.
2: it yeah, the the toughest thing to come by is probably going to be the coagulant that mm-hmm. you need to make it, but. But okay. you can find it. I'll find mm-hmm. it. Yep, xantham gum is what a lot of them use. Sure. Yep. Yeah, I'll yep. get my hands on that. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Great. Yeah, I think it was awesome to watch it and then try it fresh. Oh, I bet. Yeah.
2: Because- I think you should try natto. Actually, tell you, me about that. that. Natto is fermented soybeans.
0: Yep. Okay. Um. So gut healthy. Okay. It,
2: it truly is a superfood. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, if you can find it, there are places in the U.S. that are making fresh, um, because if you, if you can find fresh, uh, like there's a, there's a um, oh, what's the name of the company? Anyway, they're out in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can find fresh to- uh, natto. Um, you get a little bit extra benefit because when you freeze it, a lot of the natto that's made in Japan, they freeze it and ship it over. Mm -hmm. Uh, It kills some of the enzyme activity uh, from the bacteria. But if you don't, uh, it's exceptionally healthy. Um, I mean, there's doctors in in New York that are prescribing it for for, um, arteries because it helps unclog arteries and things like that. It's exceptionally good. Okay. All right. I'll work on that too, Scott. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think for gut health, they talk about fermented food definitely and yeah. how can you get more of that because it's the healthier bacteria in your gut. And I mean, there's so much research going on between like the gut gut and mm-hmm. brain and like just overall health. Even at my dentist, they talk like, about like they're it. talking about good bacteria. They're yeah. like, oh, you have good bacteria in your mouth. I'm like, well, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. but, like, well, Okay. <laughs> when you go to Japan, you look around. They're all looking really yeah. healthy, aren't well, they? And- You mentioned heart health too. There is a tie between like oral health, gut Mm -hmm. health, and your heart.
2: Yep. Yeah. And and natto, you know, in in Japan, that's Mm -hmm. that's the primary that's Mm -hmm. the primary market for natto, and and you know they eat it kind of like we do yogurt, just a small little cup for breakfast Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Um, It comes. I mean, it looks like kind of a. Uh, consistency of like a runny Rice Krispie butter. Almost, okay. it's really stringy and gooey. It looks terrible and tastes worse.
0: Really, but, but it's you're ex- selling it. But you're it's ex- it.
2: but it's exceptionally healthy. So
0: just like really tart tasting, or what um, is it?
2: No, <laughs> is there like
0: an aftertaste?
2: <laughs> it's uh, there's definitely an aftertaste. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so we I'll eat it. I don't mind uh-huh. the taste, but I'll put mustard or soy sauce or oh, okay. or sriracha or something right. on it. Okay. My wife has to literally douse it in like <laughs> you can see sriracha, and that's
0: it. <laughs> Lots of sauces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would eat it if I know it's good for it's me. Very, I'm very, very
2: good for, you. for sure. For yeah. sure, and you can get it at a lot of Asian supermarkets okay. here. Okay, yeah. well, very great, cool. Yeah. Natto yeah. yeah. hasn't think... hit mainstream yet. Sounds well, like it's on its way. Though. I mean, maybe yeah. it might. Yeah. Yes. like from it the should. podcast. Yeah, it should. It yeah. should because it it is very very good for you.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's Man, great. we've
1: learned about so much.
0: Yes. Are you ready to ask us
1: some questions, Scott? Sure. Okay. We do the well, host tap time? Let's get our whiteboards out. So, Heather. Heather, you won again. Did we even write your name on you it? We didn't. You sound surprised, Jen. I mean- <laughs> no, I shouldn't be. <laughs> Scott, FYI, I'm terrible at trivia. Oh, perfect. And math.
2: <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be impressed if you get these right.
1: Oh, oh these are oh, hard oh, ones? Look at the way yeah. he's looking at oh, us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm already nervous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. So this is actually a perfect segue from our recent discussion. Okay. Uh, so natto, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fermented soybean product, um, is obviously very popular in Japan. What percentage of soybeans used in the Japan natto market come from this region? Okay. I'll give you a hint. It's about 2.3 million bushels.
0: Oh my gosh. That's a lot of bushels. From this area. I'm saying
1: 85%. 97%. Uh, 60 Oh, 60%. That's a
2: lot. Yes. We were very, we we're very excited about that. Uh, we've got a lot, a vast majority of. So when,
0: uh, so is natto soy different than the soy you'd use for tofu? Yes. Okay. It's a different bean?
2: Yeah. So natto okay. soybeans are actually high in sugar content because okay. they want higher uh, sugar content for the bacteria. Sure. Um, But they're really small. They're like the size of a BB. That's
1: Ooh, right. I, I remember that. The size yeah. is different yep. too, isn't yep. it? Yeah. They're like half the
2: size. Okay. Yep. Okay, number two, uh, SBB currently works in fourteen different countries, including the United States, Japan, and Taiwan, um, which which are two of our top three company or countries we export to. Mm-hmm. What's the third? Top. Yep. So our our two of our top three are Japan and Taiwan. What's our third highest?
0: Okay, I country. Got it. Yep. Oh, country. Oh gosh. Country. Yeah, I just about. This is hard. Look at the way he's smiling at
1: us, Jen. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to not look.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. This is so wrong. I don't know. I don't I'm know.
1: saying Vietnam. Italy.
2: Uh, Vietnam's a good choice. Uh, Vietnam's number
0: four. Oh. oh
2: um, it's Thailand.
0: Oh, Thailand. Yeah. That makes Thailand. sense. Yes. Tom Yum Soup. Yeah, oh, Thailand. yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: we both didn't get that.
2: Okay, th- number three. So in the food industry, we export everything in shipping containers like we mm-hmm. talked about. Um, So how many bushels of soybeans do you think fit in a 20-foot shipping container?
1: I think I learned this on your tour. You
2: probably did.
0: Well, if you said (laughs)
2: one
1: of those big
0: honking bags fits in there, then how many
2: bushels? Those shipping containers, the ones you see on the railroad. Oh,
0: Oh, this is... (laughs) How many bushel? I'm going to say 112. 12th.
2: 760.
1: Oh, wow <laughs> see i'm terrible at trivia. <laughs> okay we're well, just gonna leave heather's name on the show well, i need I... to redeem myself one of these days
0: all right scott we've got one <laughs> more question for you yep. we like to ask everyone what's your favorite part about being involved in north dakota agriculture
2: uh it's a big state that's small um yes. you know it's unbelievable um, the connections, um, like you start talking to a farmer in Napoleon, North Dakota, and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you know, somebody, you know, there's just a lot of connections all yep. over the place and there's just access. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, it's really, really special.
0: Yep. I love that. It's a big state. Yep. That's
2: small. Yep. So true. Yep. Well, I
0: love it. Thank
1: you for coming
2: in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Yes. So Heather, yes. wow. Wow. We know that there's many different sizes and colors, and color's important with soybeans, right? And I had no idea about any of that. And then, like the protein, con- like the nutrient content is right. a little different, and like the connection between the consumer and the farmer, and like how they all get together to create great. this wonderful North Dakota. No wonder they product. love North Dakota so much. Well, you know, yeah, the
0: growers are going directly to them and saying. What do you want? And here's, there's, here's 20 choices. Yes. Which one do you want?
1: It's like, you know, a catalog. Yes, you know. we all love options. <laughs> and shopping. <Yes. laughs> shopping for soybeans. Yes. Well, and then like the opportunity for them to come to North Dakota and to stand in the field with Scott and his family and the farmer and just to discuss it and to learn. And see it And then to hands. take back that so that education comes back to it too. It's so great. And the, the
0: visual of Bob in Japan yes. in the grocery store Shaking hands. with the line. Shaking that was hands. my favorite part. I, know, I love but, it. I love <laughs> that
1: story. I still like <laughs> it just gives me like goosebumps and yes. happy thoughts. Right. Yes. Of Bob's tofu. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the family, we have Scott's cousin on yes. next. What a great connection. I we'll know. be talking to her
0: next episode. Yes. And she
1: grows soybeans. Yes. For SBNB. So we have to find out which one she's growing. I know. Like what? What type and okay. like, oh, I'm just so interested in the, the connections there, mm-hmm. right? Can't wait. I know. Well, tune in next time wherever you listen to your podcast. And thanks for listening to Common Ground, Andy. Thanks for
0: tuning in to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Most importantly, send us your questions about North Dakota agriculture by visiting our website. You might win a prize. We'll see you in the next episode of the Common Ground North Dakota podcast.